0: hello my friends thank you as always as always for joining me today I'm recording this on Wednesday and tomorrow the 30th is the big day the podcast awards the podcast awards will be on YouTube tomorrow night at nine o'clock east Coast time 6 o'clock p.m west coast time Time And if you're in Australia, it is now already Thursday. So for all I know, maybe you have already seen me lose. I don't know. But if you haven't, you can always check it out on YouTube and see if by any miracle, I do win a podcast award. If not, I will certainly be very happy with my nomination trophy. I will post the link to the YouTube channel that's carrying it down in the description of today's show. I'm not sure if it's gonna be a clickable link or if you have to copy and paste it. It depends on what Apple does with my information. And I expect it's probably, my category is probably going to be about 30 minutes into the show. It's probably like the 12th category or something like that. So yeah, (laughs) it's going to be fun. I am going to record it uh, with my camera off my TV. And if by any chance I do win, I will put that into the next video that I do for an older gay guy show. So I wanted to give you a little background information about what today's episode is all about. It has been delayed a few days because somewhere along the way, when I was moving the clips back and forth, because if you heard part one of this, my interview with RDO Daily, if you heard part one, it was basically a lot of Gilmore Girls stuff in that episode. And we also talked about his Bad Boy series, which is the big thing. And I have to tell you, when Paco and I first saw this, when I first found it online, and we started watching all these videos that just are done so professionally, it's incredible. The production quality is just so good. And I said to my husband, Paco, you know what? I'm just gonna take a chance and I'm gonna send this guy a message and see if by any chance he'll do my show. I know he's not gonna do it and I know you know I may not even get a reply but maybe I'll have at least a nice email saying, thank you for being interested in me but my schedule doesn't permit it or whatever. So I I was really thinking that that was gonna be what was gonna happen. And he got back to me within a couple days and said, yes, absolutely, I would love to do your show. And I'm like, oh, my God, shit, now what do I do? And I said to my husband, Paco, he's got to do my show. Oh, my God, what do I do? And Paco's like, "Um, interview him? And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I have to interview him. So... As you listen to this episode, I want you to take note of a couple things because this always happens when I do an interview show. I get really nervous and I kind of try to get myself psyched up to do the interview. You know, I prepare my questions ahead of time, and the entire day that I'm recording the episode, I'm just bouncing off the wall. I have tons of caffeine in me, and I'm just nervous and excited and definitely over-caffeinated. And when I do the show, my voice goes way up here like this. I get a very high voice, and I talk really, really, really fast. (laughs) And I can't seem to get myself to relax and just... (laughs) go with the flow i just get so hyper and you will hear that in this interview as it was in part one i'm just flying i'm just over what about this and 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 what about that and 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 what about this (laughs) oh yes yes i now i see why i'm not oprah why i don't have my own show oh Well, I do have my own show, I guess, right? So, the second point I want you to pay attention to, and this happens, again, with all my interviews, is because I get so excited and my voice goes up and I'm talking very fast. I kind of forget to breathe. So every like 15 seconds or so, you'll hear me take a breath. Now, I tend to edit those out for the most part when I'm doing a solo show. But with a guest, sometimes it's not possible for me to take that out because the guest may be talking or there's various reasons why I have trouble taking it out. So I removed about 80% of these breathing things. But the best way I can describe it is if you've ever seen the show Dream Girls, right? I'm sure most of you have heard of it or seen it. And you certainly, certainly know the song. And I'm telling you, I'm not going, right? Which is like the big number in the whole show. Jennifer Hudson recorded it and a bunch of people. It's a very, very well-known song. And she sings the song, and then at the very, very end of the song, just before she hits the final note, you will hear her, and it's, it's on purpose. It's always done in the shows. You will hear her go... <gasps> me and then she blasts this last note well that inhale that she does is basically the way that i do my inhales all the time i tend to breathe through my mouth and i'm talking so fast (laughs) oh fuck um anyway see see how i promote my shows so well hey i'm a crappy interviewer and you're gonna hear me breathing and i fucked up the audio and But please enjoy the show. You know I tend to do that. You know I tend to to talk that way about my stuff. So I hope that you will enjoy this episode anyway. And I do also just want to mention that there's going to be a review of some of the sexual products that AdamMail.com has sent me. And I'm doing that on the Joey After Dark YouTube channel. And a new Joey After Dark podcast will be recorded where I'll be talking about the first time I started jerking off. (laughs) Yeah, that was like the first time I discovered the magic dick. Oh my God, what happened? Oh my God, is it supposed to do that? Hey, Ma, look what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny story. I think you got to enjoy it both of those the review of the sex products which i think you want to hear as well as the podcast where i'm going to talk about my younger days when i first discovered what your dick can do those will be out for this weekend on joey after dark and there will be just one more sweeps period episode for an older gay guy show and that's going to be the conclusion of the latest military series by Sergeant Ron. And the story's going to pick up as he and his reluctant senior guy that's teaching him how to drive a stick shift truck will be flying through the air into the area where there's a swimming hole where military guys are laying around bare assed. Ooh, that will be out next week, right here, wherever you get your podcasts, and that will finish off this year's sweeps, period. The title of today's episode is Artie O'Daly Bad Boy Series, Part 2. I am Joey Hernandez. Welcome, all new listeners, and thank you all for joining me today. As I mentioned, there will be a review of some of the sexual products sent by AdamMail.com this weekend on the Joey After Dark YouTube channel. The review will include a masturbator and a dick pump. AdamMail.com has partnered with An Older Gay Guy Show to bring you the finest in all things sexual From lube and condoms to interesting and exciting personal masturbating devices, AdamMail.com is pleased to offer my listeners a very special deal. You can get 50% off almost any one item, and that includes free U.S. shipping right to your door. Go to AdamMail.com. Browse their extensive collection of pleasuring products, select your item, and then be sure to use the discount code of AOGGS at checkout to receive your special savings. For transparency, an older gay guy show does receive a small compensation when you use the AOGGS code, or Joey Dark, all in word, for that show. I thank you so much for supporting my shows. It means an awful lot to me. Adammel.com has got you covered.
1: This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at
0: pride48.com. And now, gentlemen and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's pick up our conversation with Artie O'Daly. Now general hospital of which i have watched since 1967 or 1968 you have appeared on it not back in 1967 (laughs) um can you talk a little bit about your appearance on general hospital
1: I, I can't. I mean, I'll tell you what, the last thing I ever thought I'd appear on is a soap opera because I'm like, well, only the the hot modely people show up. And as we were just talking about my nerdy look in Gilmore Girls, I'm like, soap opera? It doesn't compute. Um, but again, just came about like any audition. And it was a fun part where I play this actor slash bartender who's hired to do like this Covert sort of in person, you know, closing down like pretending I'm this agent that's closing down an island, and then you see me in my regular job as a bartender that loves to talk about his acting jobs. And um, it was a, it was a blast. I was there for like three days, and they brought me back a year later for this character to to do another little <laughs> comical operation because I closed down Spoon Island. I quarantined it, and he was very mad about that. There's another one where I'm where a character has me send a A picture of my junk to somebody. That was the that was the one in 2019. In 2018, it's like three episodes where one episode I'm quarantining this island. Then you see me at work, and the guy James Patrick Stewart is his real name, and he's like saying, "Wait a minute, I know you. You quarantined my island. What are you doing here as a bartender? What What was that all about?"
0: Casadine is harassing you at the bar at the Metro Court, which is like the obviously the one restaurant in the entire city <laughs> of Port Charles that everybody goes to. They just added oh. a swimming pool a few days ago up on the roof. But so was the attack on you at the Metro Court bar, is that the first appearance?
1: No, that's when he's, that's the second one. It's, it's, it they, they broke that over two episodes that, that him figuring out who I am. It's because before that, his ex-wife, I don't know her character's name, but it was played by Michelle Stafford or a strange wife or something. She had hired me to pretend to be this, you know, health agent that closes quarantine Spoon Island. And, and he sees me. He's there when I do it. And then a couple of days later, he's at the, the restaurant and I'm the one offering like, hey, what can I get you to drink? He's like, wait a minute. Why do I recognize you? And then he pieces together, like, you, you quarantined my island. Who hired you? Who did that? And starts, like, grabbing me by the shirt and yelling at me.
0: And it's kind of too comical effect, don't you think? I mean, the way that... Oh,
1: yeah. It also made no sense. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. It like, <laughs> the woman was there with him. So I could have been like, it was the woman you were with. That's who did it. <laughs> but I don't say that. We're trying to piece it together, and he's showing me pictures. And I'm like, yeah, that's her. Do you know her? <laughs> 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 Made no sense.
0: That is awesome. That's so awesome. Would there be any other uh notable TV show appearances that you did?
1: Uh, uh, oh, I I've done many small parts on shows, which I are i'm a I'm i was thrilled to do. A lot of them are a lot of fun. Like I love doing Modern Family. I always say my favorite one of all time was Pushing Daisies, but that's because I love that show. But a lot of people don't know it because it was so short lived. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, 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 the, I haven't had the, the really substantial thing. Really, was General Hospital, like something where I get to do four episodes, is mm-hmm. not the common thing in my acting career. It's usually like the smaller parts. So, um, yeah, I would usually highlight General Hospital, pushing daisies, Modern Family, um, this kids show called Haunted Hathaways. I did it a couple times.
0: <laughs> cool. And yeah. are your plans to continue to do that as well? To to get on tv and major films
1: yeah i mean my goal is most actors i mean they always have a long-term goal of being successful as an actor and my dream was always to be on a sitcom and still is to be honest but because of this youtube project because of bad boy it sort of has um uh, reframed my way of achieving any sort of success because uh, it's it's more in my hands whereas going on an audition and getting really close to a big break and then it falling through it's 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 tough especially having done it this many years
0: you started the series when the when is the first one come out
1: march of 2018 so yeah three years ago
0: and you were filming yesterday was that episode 19
1: it was 20 actually 20
0: okay and you have the main videos to watch the bad boy series as well as you have bloopers for just about every episode which are hilarious and then you've actually even done some behind the scenes where you get to see the camera and the mic and you know all the things that go into making this kind of show which fascinates me so you are the creator and do you write every episode yourself
1: Yes, I, I I do basically all the behind the scenes stuff. I, I mean, I don't run the camera and I don't run the sound, but I do everything else. I write it and I edit it and I do the audio mixing and the color correction and the main titles and the music and all that stuff.
0: Oh my God. Do you really? Wow. So the colorization of it is so beautiful. And that's something that always grabs me in a movie. Your eyes, especially you and yours and several other characters, the eyes just pop and it's just beautifully filmed. Could I ask, um, it, it started out in, I guess, an apartment you were supposed to be in. And then yeah. you moved into a guest house, part of a main house that you have that was being renovated. Uh, could I ask where you filmed all of those scenes? Were those actual buildings and you filmed inside them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because look, I live in a studio apartment. This is where we can never shoot because it's way <laughs> way too small. <laughs> you know, well little struggling actor in Los Angeles. So I coming across locations, I just use whatever I can. So that first apartment, the, the first bad boy, the character's name was Mac. That guy actually lived in that apartment with two other guys. It was like three straight guys sharing a one-bedroom apartment. So that uh, it looked really nice, but if you were to walk in, you'd be like, oh, my God, we uh, had to clean it up majorly every time. So yeah, <laughs> that was his place.
0: Three straight guys in a one-bedroom, wow.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I would have to beg him. I'm like, can you please clean before I get there this time? Please, please, please clean up. He's like, Oh yeah, man, don't worry about it. It'll be clean. And I'd show up and it'd be like chaos, like a tornado would hit it. And it smelled like weed. It was just uh, (laughs) so straight. I couldn't.
0: (laughs) And then what about when Scott moved to other places?
1: Scott moves to, he's like in a guest house for several episodes. My friend, Teresa Ryan, who plays a character on the show named aunt Whitney, that was that her guest house slash B&B space behind her main house that she's like, you can use that anytime you want. And I was like, perfect. So I was shooting there a whole bunch. And it's funny because I keep writing into the script that Scott is going to relocate and then circumstance will actually force that to happen. So I do it for the story, but then real life will dictate like, good thing you plan that because you no longer have this location. Because that guy moved out of that apartment and also left the show. And then my friend Teresa moved to Massachusetts and just I don't have that space anymore. So now the main house of Scott's actually belongs to my camera guy, Jamie. That's him and his family's place.
0: You see, I, I want to talk about things at the same time. I don't want to give anything away here. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Aunt Whitney is a little crazy. Well, everybody's a little crazy, I think, on this, but. Yes. She loves to just make herself at home and take things and you know and so when Scott is in the guest house and he happens to mention that there's a big house being renovated Aunt Whitney decides to oh that's going to be my new house and you're saying kind of a little bit under your breath "Uh, that's my house and so that's funny if that was actually that actress's real house that's a right oh that
1: would have been you know yeah no we shot. yeah we have an episode where she's having a housewarming in
0: my house yes
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i'm like i live here you do not um But no, that house was actually Jamie's
0: house, yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Being a small production and the fact that you wear so many hats of the creator, the producer, the writer, the director, everything you've listed. When it comes to things like the cameras, the sound equipment, when you get your people that are filming and doing the sound, are they kind of bringing their own equipment or do you have to rent it all ahead of time and have it ready for them when they arrive? Or how does that work?
1: No, thankfully, I've, I've had two camera guys on the show. The first eight episodes uh, were filmed by this guy named Jason Sidney Blackwater. And then from episode nine on, it's been my friend Jamie Hobart. And thankfully, they both had their own cameras and apparatus and know what to do with it. Um, as, the sh- as these episodes kind of get more involved, and because it is small, it is just me. So I always try to write small, something we can shoot fast. But as the show becomes pop- more popular and I want to make this, the, it more of a sitcom feel, there's more to do. So I always tell Jamie, hey, if there's anything you don't have, anything you want to rent, if you need an assistant, like let me know so we can cover it. And usually he's pretty good because he's also a wedding videographer. So he's got lots of stuff. Um, it's even his boom mic that we usually use. And we just hire a guy to operate the boom mic for the sound recording. So he's basically covered on equipment and I know nothing about cameras. So I, I couldn't be like, Oh, please use the X 40 lens. Like, I don't even know. You
0: know? you know, in watching the behind the scenes, it reminds me of something, you know, when I was a kid and I used to see things about behind the scenes. I always feel bad for the boom operator that they have to hold their arms up
1: yes. for such
0: a length of time. Who chooses that?
1: <laughs> Why would you pick that in
0: life <laughs> career? <laughs> and making sure the mic is low enough to pick up the sound good, but out of frame and... It's crazy. I don't maybe it's the the stepping stone that everybody has to do as they work their way up in sound design or whatever. It might um, be.
1: It's funny cuz this was coming up yesterday because the episode we shot yesterday we shot fully outdoors for the first time in Simi Valley. It was in the 90s. It was super freaking hot and the sound guy and this I've gone through many sound guys. It's hard to keep a good sound guy or they're just too busy. He, my son guy dropped out the night before. So my friend Jamie, his wife had an acting student that offered to do it on the fly. And Jamie was having to like, sort of coach this little 20 year old on how to point the microphone the right way and how to adjust the volumes and all this standing in the heat for like seven hours. And I'm like, Oh, this poor, this poor guy, and so afterwards I text, we were texting Jamie I'm like thank you for bringing this guy I'm glad it worked out I don't get why like, anyone would choose to be a boom operator it just seems so miserable <laughs> Jamie's like <laughs> Jamie's like well this guy he actually said at the end that he would do it again he had a great time and he's like I think it's that some people well a actually enjoy doing it but they just enjoy being a part of something creative you know yeah. and yeah. I'm like I guess there is something to that like you're helping make it happen maybe that's what it is. But the arm, the arm pain that's involved, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Not for me.
0: (laughs) I'm assuming they, they must get used to it if they do it on a fairly regular basis. Um, What? No, I I, if anybody's ever tried just to hold their arms up without even holding anything, keep your arms up for, say, 10 minutes. It is very difficult to do. So imagine holding that boom. Right. Which is long with the mic on it. And again, trying to pick up the sound but stay out of frame. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a definite talent. For sure.
1: Agreed.
0: Now, your show is building. You currently have 45,000 subscribers on YouTube, and your each episode's getting 100 and something thousand views. So, yes, it's getting bigger and bigger. What's the future for Bad Boy?
1: So, it's funny because... Yeah, obviously I had no idea this was going to become successful when we did the first one. I, I kept telling my friend that was in it, like, we'll be lucky if we get 400 views. Like we just made this. So you'd have acting footage. This is it. And then it get like, it got like a million views. So I, I, once I was had written about like five of them or something, I'm like, this has to become a story. Otherwise I'm going to, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I started sort of weaving together the plot going forward from a certain point, but then also tying in everything that happened before, which is, I don't recommend writing that way for anybody, like having to already written a few episodes and then make it all connect. But that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm at episode 20 now, thinking I was going to stop at 16, then thinking I was going to stop at 22. Now I'm planning to go to 26. So I say that, <laughs> but you never know what's going to happen.
0: You're considering it to be the f- kind of one season of shows.
1: Yes. And it's, I know it sucks for the audience because, I, I, I we haven't like shot them all. We can't just release one a week. It's like they come when I'm done with them and I've been trying to do one a month, but even that pace, I couldn't keep up because it's just basically me putting it all together. Um, But yes, I'm writing them all right now. There's a murder mystery that's happening. So I want to resolve that and sort of get to the end of this story by episode 26. Then take a breather. I would love to do some other sketches and stuff and then consider doing a second season or or something of that sort. I
0: I hope you do. As all your fans were saying to you on your live um, show a couple, uh, probably a week ago or so. Mm -hmm. A, a late night one when you were up and all these people came on and you were chatting and answering all their questions and um i know you have a lot probably a lot of pressure to to get those out but you do such a good job on them and and now i know like how much you really do on an episode i can imagine it's very daunting and uh but you do it well
1: it is. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. My, my goal is always to make it the highest possible quality that I can do as just me with my computer in my room, because I know there are a lot of web series out there that are trying their best effort, but they just don't look good or they don't sound good or they don't have the right editing rhythm or something. And I do feel like I have the right, I know how to edit. So, and that's so important in comedy. So I want it all to look good too. I want people, I, I feel like the gay dis- audience deserves a really good show. So I'm trying to accomplish that and hopefully it'll lead to something more, but to keep up the pace of it, it's, it, it gets exhausting. But when I do those live streams and I get to talk to, to fans and stuff uh, through that, it's, it's motivating because I know that they appreciate it. And so even when it wears me down, I, I feel like the payoff is good because of the amount of people that seem to be enjoying it, and that makes me very happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's and it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, speaking of editing, you say you do your own editing, which yeah. I don't even like editing my podcast, much less anything else. But there, in your, um, in your bloopers, there was one where Aunt Whitney was reaching up for a glass on a top shelf or something, yeah. and. As as the chalkboard was, was clicking, it was like, okay, uh, take, I don't know, 25 or something. So when you are editing, you have to watch all of those takes and then decide which one you want, pull it out and plug it in where you want it, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, thankfully, because I'm on set the whole time, I can kind of remember like, oh, I can fast forward this part like this was no good or this had something that went wrong. So I don't sit and watch every single second of the footage. Um, but I do go through the, the takes over and over again. And I, I it's like putting together a puzzle. And I actually kind of love it because you're trying to make sure, okay, does this line delivery match the next line delivery? And was there are they holding the glass in the right hand? Because we have no continuity person on set. There's no script supervisor. So we make mistakes all the time. Yeah, but it's, it's daunting, but it's fun.
0: You know, I'm a stickler. For continuity. Mm -hmm. Um, The history of General Hospital, they constantly are changing characters' histories, which pisses me off. If I was in the Los Angeles area, I would be contacting you saying, please bring me on as continuity because I really can pay attention to that shit.
1: Oh my God, I wish. I wish.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) And Bad Boy is not only funny, but it is very sexual a lot of innuendos a lot of suggestions such as showering together and things yeah and for the gay guy listeners that i have there are just amazingly beautiful men in this yourself included uh sparkling white teeth and beautiful eyes and the guys are really hot so if if we haven't convinced you for any other reason check it out because the guys are so (laughs) damn hot and shirtless all the time or in towels and there's a lot going on there
1: and I try to do it. I try to justify it. Like, you know, like, it, or it's also comical. Just the fact that this one character always takes his shirt off and it's like, Jesus Christ, you're always taking your shirt off. But I don't want to be like that sort of like web series that just has hunky hot guys for no reason. Like it's this guy, especially the the main bad boy. Now the character's name is, is Jim. The actor's name is, is Drew, Drew Cannon. And he's just sort of like a big child in a man's body. So he's acting like he doesn't awa- isn't fully aware of his hotness. He knows he's hot, but he's not just sitting there like model hot, you know. Yeah. He's a big kid, yeah. which I think makes his his sexiness. It's like a sexy goofy sort of situation, which I enjoy.
0: Is he he's the blonde one, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. He's the blonde
0: one. Yes. Yeah. You know, I uh, I was watching the blooper reel, and there is um there was a scene with i'm sorry i don't remember your character's names but one of the younger guys was sitting on one side you were in the middle of the couch and the um blonde guy was on the other side and yeah he was supposed to be doing a reaction where he kind of scrunches his legs up and kind of hugs you because he's afraid and yes. um just watching take after take of that you know and you're going well maybe maybe tone it down just a little bit no up <laughs> yeah. from there and what is is great for me has always been when i watch things like bloopers no matter what level show you are talking about all the way up to the big you know the big blockbuster movies as an observer you often think oh an actor's job is so easy and you know obviously these people memorize the lines perfectly when they do scenes and when you see it, it's <laughs> behind it's like they don't necessarily know it <laughs> it's just small segments where you know they they read uh you know, what they're going to say, or someone tells them what they're going to say. And it's a matter of a a few lines at a time.
1: You know, it's funny because when I'm writing it, I hear it in my head, how I want it delivered for the most part. And I I don't know what it is, but still every time I can write a script right now and I'm like, oh, someone will read this and know exactly how to say it. It's fine. And then we'll do it. And I'm like, oh, they're not (laughs) saying it that way at all. And, and that, I don't know why I suppose that everyone hears the same voice in their head that I do when I'm writing it, but they don't. And I think it's just because everyone has different comedic instincts. Like uh, Drew, who plays Jim, the blonde one again, who's very funny, his instinct is more broader. And I know he loves Jim Carrey a lot. So he, his, he wants to put a lot on top of it. And my direction is always make it smaller, make it grounded, do it faster. You know, it's not like this big cartoon. It's funny because of what you're saying, not how you're saying it. Usually,
0: right, right. But
1: he, does, but his his voice in his head doesn't see that. He reads it and thinks this is where I go. Whoa, you know. And I'm like, no, it's just.
0: whoa. <laughs> so, given the fact that um, you're a small production, and uh, I imagine you know, after you finish the script completely. Do you go through a process of a table read and things like that, or you send the scripts out to them, they learn what they can, and then when you get together for filming, that's when you get everything tightened up?
1: Yeah, I used to insist on getting together with everyone, either one-on-one or all together to read the script, just so we could sort of hear it out loud. And it actually is beneficial to do that. But, you know, then COVID happened and it was just harder to get everyone together. Yeah. So we don't. And also so, some actors like this, the lady who plays Callista, her name's Alina Bach. She's like pro among pros. So she doesn't need any sort of like, she barely needs direction. She always knows it letter perfect. Um, so with her, I can, I know it's going to be the way I want it. And then other people, I know it's going to take some adjustment. But they've gotten into their characters more, you know, so we can kind of show up on the day, say the lines a couple of times. Maybe we've done a FaceTime ahead of time just to run lines together to get the words in our mouth, but it's not this huge table read, you know, let's work out the kinks process. It's sort of just on the day.
0: Yeah, 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 that would make sense, you know, if you're trying to keep your uh, budget smaller as well as you know, because you do these periodically, it must be hard to get your core of actors always available and together.
1: Yeah. I mean, also they've got like day jobs, you know, (laughs) 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 they've got things to do and they're, they're just doing this in their free time. And we're all doing it because we love to create. And also we're all hoping it'll lead to something more. So it's something we're really just squeezing in, to our life in the hope that it will become our life.
0: So all of the cast are people that are trying to get, you know, move, have a career going of acting
1: for the most part. I mean, my, my friend, Teresa, who I mentioned, who played at Whitney, she was also doing, real- she's in Massachusetts now. So I don't know how big the Hollywood scene is in Massachusetts, <laughs> but I would say she's sort of put it on hold for now. Um, but the rest of us, yeah.
0: They shoot a shit ton of movies in Boston. Like, there's always a production going. And you mentioned the character uh, Callista, whose <laughs> name actually is Callista Flockhart, who, yeah. for anyone that... May not remember, she was the star of Allie McBeal and she married Harrison Ford. Has there been anybody that contacted you regarding the fact that her name is Calista Flockhart?
1: No. <laughs> No, like, no. you mean like Christopher Lockhart's people or anything? <laughs> like, no.
0: Well, or a fr- some friend or, you know, somebody that's like, has been able to discuss with Callista that <laughs> you're using her name for this character. No. Uh, that hasn't happened. Well, it, it may still happen as you get bigger.
1: I would love it. I mean, the, the whole point is this, this, my friend who plays this character, I've known her since acting class and I would see her, I'm like, oh my God, you look like Allie McBeal. You look just like Allie McBeal. So when I wrote her into the show, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to make her name Callista Lockhart.
0: <laughs> That's one of the best characters. And again, I don't want to give anything away, but she's a wonderful character. And the last episode that we were watching just last night, again, I, I just want to be so careful of what I say, but there is a, okay. a humongous <laughs> photo of an aged Nick Jonas that you yeah. had in this scene. Um, that was something I'm assuming you created using one of the make yourself look older things and then blew it up. Precisely. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I like layered them and changed the background. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And somebody had said in your live show that um, I think they even said you should do some sort of, like public fund me kind of thing to get enough money to get Nick Jonas to appear in the show. And you were like, yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: I mean, It would be amazing. Here's the thing. The second episode of the show is called bad boy comes out. It was just when it was still just like sketches. And the whole thing is he, he there's a, a correlation to Nick Jonas in this episode. And that sketch was Moderately viral. I don't know. It did really. It's the most popular of the bad boy episode. It's almost up to two million views. So there was a time when people were like, "Has Nick Jonas seen this? Has Nick Jonas seen this?" And I'm like, "And no, I, I don't think he did. Or if he did, he probably didn't care." But because now there's been this Nick Jonas through line of the series, it would be just amazing if at some point Nick Jonas walked in. But I'm not going to get Nick Jonas for <laughs> my YouTube series. I don't think. I guess. Stranger things have
0: happened. I just always assume, you know, you know, the, what is it? Six degrees, six degrees of separation, seven, whatever it is, um, I always figure that somebody might see this, who's a friend of, say, Nick Jonas, and they mention yeah. it to the friend, and then at some party, the friend mentions it to Nick Jonas. That's why I asked about Callista Flockhart. I, not yeah. necessarily that she watched it um, initially, but maybe somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody saw it and. It, got back to her and maybe she has seen episodes of it, you know. That'd
1: that be amazing. I mean, it's certainly possible. Yeah, the the way you describe it, I would think would happen, but I also think some people are just like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, I don't know. <laughs> and here's the thing, when we're shooting, as you you've seen the blooper reels, like we we break and like have things happen, you know, you know, there's crazy sounds we deal with. But like the the funny stories, I feel like don't get to happen to me because I'm in such work mode the entire time like where i usually at the end of the episode this happened again yesterday where i'm like i hope that was fun guys i know it was hot i know it was stressful they're like we had a blast i'm like oh really every time i always think it's a nightmare and i've I've been stressing out and they're all having fun so they probably have some funny stories (laughs) but i don't mean to let you down
0: you're stressing out inside your heads they don't know that, you know, so they're just having a lovely time. Yeah. That's great. It's it's so great that that the cast is able to um, you know, um come together and just meld like a, a, a true acting troupe. And I think you're so fortunate to have those people, Artie. I
1: I I, I completely agree. They're they're very nice, good people. Uh it, especially because like yesterday, again, I mentioned we were in the sun and so we were having to use these like diffusers and stuff to cover the sun on actors' faces while Jamie was shooting. And while I had an assistant there for Jamie, sometimes we needed like a couple of people to do it. So like the actors, they will jump in if they're not on camera and be standing there in the sun holding the thing to, to, to block it or they'll this other guy who plays Roderick bought a bunch of craft service for everyone and set everything up. Everyone is just so nice, wants to make the show a good experience for everybody. It's, it's really, really a dream. And I couldn't do it without these people. They're just, this is, this is why my channel is called of the alien company, because yes, I write the thing. I put it together. I couldn't do it without the whole company.
0: You know, if, if the actors, um, careers, you know, continue to rise and, at some point, I guess, I, w- I would assume, you you get to a production level where they will say, no, you can't hold that because the union won't allow it kind yeah. of thing. Yes, you know? they would. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> or we'd have someone there to do it. We would actually have a crew, which would be really awesome.
0: yeah so you just filmed uh episode 20 you said you're going to go to 26 on this first season do you have a kind of a time frame of when you want that season wrapped up
1: you know i i want to shoot them as soon as possible and i was just talking about this with my camera guy yesterday so we've got six more to shoot but i think i will just try to release them on the monthly basis still well even though i'd love to get them all out there and and satisfy everyone's like yearning to have them all d- there i couldn't do that pace fast enough and i don't want people to wait you know six months to get the episodes so i'm hoping that if i start if i release the next one in august that we would get to 26 in february of, of 2022 so that's my fingers crossed goal
0: <laughs> you wearing all of the different hats in the show um fuck i just forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> i'm so professional um fuck fuck it was important too give me a sec oh so because you wear all these hats when you're doing the bad boy episodes i'm assuming you have to do all the same thing on your blooper episodes as well as yeah. your behind the scenes episodes yeah. and that must be crazy to do
1: I'm, I'm, I'm really ridiculous. I don't know why (laughs) I put my friend, Daniel always tells me, he's like, you put too much work on yourself. Like you work too hard. And I'm realizing that I do. I used to always even do like more preparation than I needed to. And it's just this desire to have everything be really good and be really prepared and also to have the content be good. So yeah, the blooper reels I do to sort of fill the time between episodes because I can't get the episodes out fast enough. And I'm like, Hey, who doesn't love a good blooper reel? Yeah, but I, yes, yeah. Once I'm done with an episode, then I dive into the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, for the audience, please tell everybody where they can find the this Bad Boy series.
1: So it's on you. I release it on YouTube. Again, you can search "Bad Boy Series" hashtag Bad Boy Series. Um, I'm sure if you searched bad boy LGBT or something like that, it would show up. Um, it's also on, on Deku, but I, they get four episodes at a time. So I think they're only up to episode 12 right now. If you subscribe to Deku, like 12 or 16. Um, I was putting them on Amazon directly myself, but Amazon's gotten weird about you releasing your own short content on there. So I think only 18 episodes are there. Basically, Go to YouTube. That's where you'll find it.
0: <laughs> so Deco being a subscription service and yeah. they're, gonna, they're carrying your show, do, you, do they pay you to do that?
1: They pay me a flat licensing fee for every four episodes. So it's, okay. it's okay. really pocket change, to be honest, but it's something, you know.
0: It's something. Absolutely. Episodes. Yeah. Absolutely. And your YouTube channel, as you said, is already owed daily and company yes so they so they could just search for you as well oh yeah but in addition to that please tell everyone because we want people to be able to contact you give you their thoughts and their praise or their maybe mm. not praise mm, I get that too. <laughs> uh, please please tell everyone where they can find you social media wise
1: so everything is, is my name, Artie O'Daly, which is, I will spell for you because people usually think I'm saying Marty or Archie or who knows what. But it's it's A-R-T-I-E-O-D-A-L-Y, and that's Instagram, Twitter, you know, the usual suspects. And uh, and as so you're talking about that live stream, I do a live stream at the end of every month. I'm going to do one this Sunday, actually. Um, oh, okay. And, and it, it's sort of become like a little community, like the usual suspects sort of show up and we usually watch the most recent episode and we chat for a couple of hours, have a, you know, a Sunday, like a Sunday fun day from home, like bring a cocktail and we just hang out for a while. And <laughs> I, I love it. So if anyone's listening and wants to join that, I hope that they do.
0: You know, I, in watching live, things like that where you are eq and a's i've watched other youtubers do them you can tell as they're going through that they're ignoring certain questions (laughs) you know i don't i'm not going to answer how big my dick is or whatever right uh but in your live streams you not only say Hello to everybody that comes on. You're constantly saying, "Okay, hold on, I'm scrolling back because somebody asked me something and I don't want to miss that question." And you really reach out and try to give um, answers to just about everybody that is there.
1: I really do. I mean, for one thing, perhaps because you know my my scale is still small relatively. I it's it's I can basically try to answer everyone's question and scroll back but if someone's taking the time to be there or taking the time to send me a message to say like hey thanks for your show or whatever like of course i'm gonna respond we're all just people you know and i i I appreciate them so much the reason i keep making the show is because these people are the ones that watch it and watch it hardcore and people like you that are like hey i like this show so much i want to help and promote it like Mm. again it's the company again like you can't do it without the other people So you have to appreciate them and you have to make sure that they know how much you appreciate them. And I do, I really, really do.
0: And I don't know you obviously, but just in watching you and talking today, I think as your star rises, you will always continue to be someone that is really in contact with fans and showing your appreciation for them being a part of your project.
1: Well, I thank you. I, I, I hope I my career does get bigger and bigger and yes I will always be appreciative of the people that take the time cuz I'm look at I I grew up a hardcore fan I would write the fan letters and you know be joined the fan clubs and all that so I know what it's like to be a fan of somebody and want them to know that they mean something to you and when you express it and don't get a response it kind of feels not the best you know mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. connection
1: thing. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I can I could imagine that happens with some fans when they're watching live Q&As. If their question isn't addressed or the person doesn't say hello to them, they may be like, "Oh, well fine. I'm not going to watch this stuff anymore." You know? Totally. And,
1: and I've been on t- yeah. I've been I've worked on several TV shows and I've seen actors that are just not friendly won't talk to me won't talk to whomever and then there are the actors who are super sweet go out of their way to welcome you and i remember them and their kindness forever and it's yeah. a huge difference so i'm like what kind of person do you want to be the person that everyone remembers as kind and warm or the kind of person that everyone remembers as being like oh that person was really disappointing like <laughs> you <Yeah>.
0: know <laughs> to me it's a no-brainer True. True. Well, Artie, if I may be so bold to ask, would you come back next year as you are probably finishing your season one at that point? Because I'd love to talk more about the entire series as a whole.
1: Oh, I would absolutely love it. Are you kidding? Please.
0: That's awesome. So I have your email. Lucky you, I'm going to be in touch with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is lucky me. I'm so thankful, Joey.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so, so much for coming on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to split this into two episodes. You're such a sweetheart. Thank you again for coming on. And um, I will, I'll shoot you an email just before this episode comes out.
1: Okay. This was great. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Finally.
0: So nice to meet you. I'll be looking for you in in all of these shows. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Take care now. You too. Okay, bye-bye. My thanks to Artie for joining me for this interview. He is definitely one to watch, and maybe you will see him in the future on one of your favorite TV shows. Now, be sure to check out the Bad Boys series and watch for Artie's live interactive show that he does every month. And I believe, due to the upcoming holidays, he's doing his live show the first Sunday of each month through the end of the year. Go to Artie O'Daly and Co. on YouTube, and you can set a reminder to remind you of when the show's going to be once he posts the youtube link his live shows are lots of fun and he always runs the most recent bad boy episode and then everyone discusses it as well as many other topics he's very engaging and very funny and he drinks <laughs> and if you are of age he invites you to join him for cocktails for a couple hours of fun that is Artie O'Daly and company on youtube i will be back next week with a conclusion of sergeant ron's series please don't forget to check out the joey after dark youtube channel and podcast that will be out this weekend Meanwhile, this is Joey Hernandez. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to this show. Please subscribe so you can join me as each episode drops. I hope you have a great start to your autumn. Bye for now, guys.